It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome, Jeff Smith here today. Sorry, we're a couple minutes late. Uh, it's just going to be that kind of Tuesday. It's actually even raining in, in uh, Roanoke, and we didn't have quite the beautiful weather. I've got Lee here in the studio. It's always beautiful. In it's Roanoke. always beautiful. And in just a moment, we're going to be having Magic Khalif uh, join us. Let me do the intro, and then uh, he'll be getting on with us in just a second. <clears throat> we are going to be talking about the topic of... When you move from that uh, being a peer to being the new boss, um, you get promoted oh, and you yes. go through all those challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to be bringing suggestions, ideas, and um, you know, give you some of our experiences from working with folks around the world. Mm-hmm. Let, me, um, let me talk to you about uh, Majid first. Majid is a learning consultant. He's based in Abu Dhabi uh, in the UAE. He's passionate about leadership development coaching. He's got he's a very diverse person himself. I'll let him talk a little bit about his background, but he's got a very diverse culture background, and that has helped him be a better facilitator, coach. He leads a company called Curiosity Coaching and Consulting. It's a leading provider focusing on designing learning journeys for in tech teams in healthcare and education. He helps coach um, middle managers and helps them take their performance a lot closer to their full potential. He's got his MBA from the University of Strathclyde in the United Kingdom. He's an associate certified coach by the International Coach Federation. And he is married, Ahed, as well as having a little daughter. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to, to having Majid here with us today. So, Lee, let's talk about this for just a second. And yes, then please. Majid will let us know when he, he has joined us. Okay, sounds good. So, um, what we're talking about is, you know, all of a sudden you are doing your job one day and I come over and tap you on the shoulder and say, Lee, you are now the guy. You've gone from being the peer of all those people that you've been working with for the last mm-hmm. two, three years, mm-hmm. and now you're the guy. You're going to be the manager. You are the man. I tell you, that's a tough one because a lot of managers, when they're in that situation, struggle with that. You, know, you and I have both seen that where you know, there's a line of demarcation, a professional line between report and reportee, not to get too you know, uh, technical with that, but, but there is a time when you know, you're, you're not friends, you have a reporting relationship, and the resultant fallout that comes in the office from that where, you know, wink, nod, people look at you and say, oh yeah, you're not really the boss, are you? It's almost like teenagers, you have teenagers. Right? Oh, I do, yes, and, three. And they're gonna test your boundaries, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I had a person that actually this happened to, and uh, he's a great guy, somewhat of a uh, mentor to me, and we, we were such good friends that he would look at me sometimes and say, okay, listen up now, I'm on your case. Mm-hmm. That was his way to say, I'm official now. And because, you know, because otherwise it would have just been so cordial because we just liked each other so much and we were just so close. Yeah. So that there's there's something to that. You can you can be, you know, friends with people, but at sometimes you're going to have to be the boss. Yeah, that's so fun. I think that's one of the first big steps um, that 
that you really have to do on this. Um, we'll go through some resources. Um, one of the ones that uh, both Madge and I enjoyed was a book um, called um, From Bud to Boss. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's really good. Um, the ability to, to break down some... Um, of the common sort of challenges and frustrations that uh, that happen, mm-hmm. you know. So as you think about it, some of the folks you've coached, um, Lee, you know, what, what's a couple of pieces of advice that you've given first-time managers? First thing I would do is be very clear in your own role and be very comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times when people uh, they say, "Yeah, I'm the boss," well, again, like to my early point. When is watching you. They're watching you for your ethics, your integrity, your managerial acumen. They're looking for, you know, how are you going to act? They're finding their water level with you because, remember, you're coming in new. So they're trying to find out, you know, where are your boundaries? What do you like? What do you dislike? How do I manage up to you? Um, Do you like to be text messages? Do you like FaceTime? If so, when? You know, all those things you're going to find your water level with. So the, the thing is, at the very beginning, Make your preferences known to your team. Um, another thing that new managers who've gone from bud to boss, uh, to use those words, uh, experience, is they have the, the little demon shows up on their shoulder and says, you, you, you really can't do this, right? Now, some people think, no, that's not an issue. I'm very confident. Other people, it's like, well, I've been put in this period, this uh, position of greater responsibility. Am I up to the challenge? And you hear those voices. Not that you people in the radio audiences are hearing voices, you understand. <laughs> and if you are, you know who you are. But there's something to that. There's a confidence. Confidence is contagious. Confidence builds team. And if you are leading your team in a manner where they're not sensing that confidence, I think it makes it more difficult to go from bud to boss. Okay. And so um, during the, uh, while Lee was talking there, we are going to add Magit at our first break. So oh, cool. we'll pull, pull Magit in at 1.15. Awesome. So in the meantime, you know, a couple things that I would say, uh, Lee's, Lee's outline, the brilliance, uh, don't be f- afraid to celebrate too. Mm-hmm. Right? This is a really great accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And we should be able to, to um, celebrate that you were able to get it. Um, and then I think it's a matter of, you know, what is it that your learning plan is going to be? You only get a short amount of time to really learn. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take that time to get good at your role, mm-hmm. at learning how to do relationships and what the expectations of the job, mm-hmm. and you should think it's just going to be an extension of what you've already done, mm-hmm. I think you're making a grave mistake. Could agree more. Yeah. And so I see too many people that think that, oh, I've been promoted. Um, I kind of already know how to do this job. Mm-hmm. And they don't yeah. take time to really go and learn relationships across the business, uh, understand bosses' expectations, you know, and, and do all those kind of things. And next thing you know, they're kind of rocked themselves up on the shore and they're having problems. They have impaled themselves on somebody else's politics or attitude. And you made an excellent point. When we, as you know, we onboard people all over the country, in your case, all over the world. And there's wisdom in that. There's wisdom in a multitude of counselors here. So, okay, you're poof, you're new in this role, and you may think you have it going on. You may not have it going on as much as you think you do. So to your point, what are the things we do when we onboard somebody? First of all, do you have all the tools to do your job? Remember, your job as manager is different from your your job as a contributor. Um, secondarily, who do you need to manage up to? Remember, you have a boss. And what are, how are you translating the strategic intent from that next level down to your team? Are you doing an adequate job of that? Do you even understand what it is? How do you set the tone and the vision for your team? 
That's good. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take our break now. And when we come back, hopefully we'll have Magic on the other side. So Lee, thanks for being here. And we'll talk to you in two minutes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. So glad you could be with us today. And, uh, you know, we also a bit of a rocky start just trying to uh, bring Magid in. But, you know, that's the that's the beauty of life radio, right? Absolutely, yes. So, Magid, uh, I did an introduction of you. Um, you know, what I want to say just as, you know, as, as you are now on is, uh, Magic is just a wonderful human being. Knows um, so much. Been a, traveled the world. Done just amazing things. He he has a real passion for mentoring and growing talent. Um, an excellent speaker, facilitator, coach, and um, you know, really worldly experience. Um, having lived in the Middle East, um, having family from uh, uh, a parent from the Middle East, parent from Brazil. You know, just a little bit of everything. So, um, Magic uh, is also married and has a child. And um, watch out, he also knows martial arts, so don't <laughs> think you can take Majid, you know, he, he can stand up for himself. So, Majid, how are you, my friend? I'm very good, and I'm happy to be here. Yes. So, this is the topic. We're really talking about um, a, a place where you've lived. You went from being a peer to being a boss. You coach a lot of people in that space. You know, so, um, you know, Lee and I talked for a few minutes, but let's give you the floor for just a minute. What would you say about people that are making that adjustment? And, you know, what's the, you know, sort of the biggest things that you see go right? And what are some of the things that go wrong right at the outset? 
and then we'll start to work towards expectations and things. But you know, just sort of an overview of what you see when people get promoted. Um, very quickly, I think most organizations and most teams uh, use the strategy of hope. They promote someone based on some <laughs> indicators of potential, some previous performance, and they hope that works, so that the new person will lead effectively. <laughs> and that's basically is unfair because that new manager or new pro- newly promoted person needs a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying hope is not a strategy. We, we, we actually have to put a little more in place. Is that what you're saying, Magic? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I know. I, we hope so. Yeah, we, we think so too. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things you talked about was, um, you know, making sure you take time to celebrate, um, making sure that there's time for the new person to, you know, really concentrate on their development and uh, maybe be ready for some of the relationship and emotional changes that are going to happen. Do you have an example or two that you want to share with us? Yeah, I, I think most people struggle with this transition. First, the being promoted is a big achievement. Some mm-hmm. person should celebrate and appreciate that and be positive and happy about it. But also he has to recognize that there is a lot of emotional regulation that is needed. And one of those is understanding, accepting, and acknowledging that relationships will change, specifically with the former peers who are now reporting to the new manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in my experience, my personal experience and experience that I witnessed and worked with other managers, uh, they felt left out and they felt a little bit awkward in the relationship. And I think uh, managers could be prompted, could be prepared for that transition and change. Mm, Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I think, uh, you know, I, I go back to my own experience of um, I was running a call center and so I went from being sort of on the phones with folks and you know getting that first time job and you know really I, I wasn't um, while I'm immature for a 20 something year old I was still immature yeah. in the ways of the world you know and so um, you know I, I wasn't ready for that I, I remember one of the mistakes that I really made was you know I tried to get too um, maybe high and mighty <laughs> I, I, I tried to, the power went to my head just a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of felt like it was my job now to make all these big decisions. You know, so one of the things I would say to watch out for, for folks going through this transition is, you know, you, you still very much are going to need to delegate, to collaborate with your team. And don't feel like you have to suddenly be uh, the king and know all the answers. Your job is to to lead, not be the expert. You know, what do you think about that, Magic? I think this is very interesting and I appreciate that because that's a personal experience I had early in my career with me becoming the sage on the stage. But what, <laughs> I, recently, what I recently witnessed, and I'm not sure if the culture or the geographical location plays into this, but the newly appointed or the newly promoted managers trying to be uh, liked Mm-hmm. by his former peers, by being too close to the direct reports and too distant from where they, he should be in the position of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And some yeah. of those leaders try to be popular versus being, instead of being effective. Yeah, Lee, you, do you have an opinion yeah, on that? Yeah, interesting. Uh, this is Lee. I think the uh, you made just an incredible point just now. Um, we like to focus on being effective more than anything else. Um, a lot of times in HR or leadership or whatever the position uh, may be, 
there can be, you know, there's a tough side to it. And uh, a lot of times you're going to have to be making unpopular uh, decisions or deliver unpopular news. What advice or guidance would you give to somebody going from uh, peer to boss, uh, you know, in their first formative stages when they have to start delivering challenging news? Yeah, Again, to the word hope, I hope that this will not be the first, the first, the first task assigned to the newly promoted manager. I think there is a little bit of groundwork that can happen before that, mm-hmm. but crucial conversations, having crucial conversations, is an essential part of leading the team. And if that person does the groundwork that we will come to in a minute, um, then that that will prepare him to have this candid, honest but also assertive conversation with his mm. direct report. Candid, honest, assertive. I like it. And I think, I think Jeff is a big fan of polarity, of how to be candid and how to be compassionate. It's something he talks a lot about. Well, yeah. You know, I think it's, um, Madge, I think that's great, that polarity of, you know, really, um, I, I, that's a learned trait, though, right? So I would tell you that early on when I was promoted, I made the same mistake um, of kind of trying to be people's friend um, and wanting them to like me. And so I think to learn from the three of us, you know, one of the things I would say is working with some peers and mentors mm-hmm. to really get a sense of how do you make that transition from being a um you know, you're the boss, but you don't want to come across as like, you know, really hard edged and demanding. It's a collaboration. So it's about setting some clear expectations and holding people accountable. And when they miss, calling them out. At first, that's going to feel like you're almost micromanaging and you're raining on someone's parade when they've just been the peer and not even a week ago, they were the ones that complaining about the boss with you, you know? (laughs) And so I think it's about Okay, setting some clear expectations and saying, hey, look, I want you to be successful. The reason I'm giving you this feedback is that I see that you want to grow and develop. And if I don't share that feedback, I'm actually not being a very good friend because, you know, I'm not telling you what you you need to do to do your job. And for me, I thought friend meant that I protected their feelings when really a good friend, now the boss, would give them feedback so that they could grow and develop and not protect them from the feedback. I agree. I agree. And I think being the leader is a, is basically you're being put in service of those direct reports, I slash friends of yours, and to be to maximize your service of them. It that includes giving them that corrective feedback or coaching in the moment or on the job. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, uh, Majid, uh, when you you said something is is making me think, you know, there are times when I've had to coach and counsel people in my HR role over the years, and the new new manager, you know, they try to do those formative things, but there's a percentage of people in the population on the team, they're going to say, well, look at this person, he's all uh, high and mighty, now Jeff kind of touched on it, Um, how do you... um, who do you think you are and where do you think you're going? And you're really not the boss now, right? Wink, not. Uh, mm-hmm. You're still just one of us. How do you get people to overcome that type of thinking and, and address it head on? 
very interesting and very, very challenging situation. And I have a confession here that I have been in a situation where one of my peers was promoted to be the boss. Mm-hmm. And she was truly, truly mindful and intentional in every conversation she had with me. But because I was in the situation where I applied for the same position and I wasn't selected, she was selected to be the boss of the group. And at, at the first moment, without noticing, I was that resisting direct report who's trying to challenge her authority. Mm. And she smoothly but nicely had a conversation one-on-one with me. And she said, here is the new situation. I understand that you're disappointed. And I would like us to co-create a relationship between you and me that will be most effective for both of us, for me as a leader of the team and for Majid, the aspiring leader who would like to grow into further role, bigger roles in the future. Mm-hmm. And that that just changed the dynamics. I was like, okay, I needed this direct, uh, straightforward conversation to understand the situation has changed, the power game has changed, and mm-hmm. now I'm at the point to make a decision. Am I going to be a collaborative and productive team member? Or do I want to hold grudges for an opportunity that was uh, that moved to someone else? And my decision <laughs> was to be to stay in the team and to be productive. And eventually, we worked together much more smoothly. But she was the the effective player in the conversation by leading me through a combination of assertiveness and compassion, acknowledging my emotions and walking me through. And she used some delegation skills to keep me engaged in the job. Excellent. Imagine, were you an internal competitor for the role that she uh, ascended up into? Yeah, yeah, we worked uh, along each other's side for two years and an opportunity came to be a team leader and she was selected through the interview process and at the beginning, naturally, I resisted that, but eventually we managed the relationship. More importantly, I learned from it and now I use the learning with uh, people that I coach. Excellent. Now, it's the sage on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. We, um, Magic, we're getting ready to come up against another break here. So I'm going to just put a wrap on this section. And uh, what we'll pick up on is some things about how do you manage up, how do you manage the team. So a couple of things just to take away from the section is um, don't let hope be a strategy. Really be intentional Mm -hmm. about what you're gonna go through when you're learning. Take time to actually learn. Reach out to peers to understand. Work with your boss to understand um, expectations. We'll give you some more details about that in a minute, but really to understand what it is that's changing. Also, you know, have honest conversations with your team that, hey, the relationship has changed. We're gonna be in a different place. Uh, I still care tremendously about you. I know it's gonna be awkward for you. It's gonna be awkward for me. Let's name it. But let's also talk about what do you need from me and what can I do to help get you prepared to be as successful as possible. Mm -hmm. So when we come back in two minutes, we'll pick up this conversation and look forward to talking to you then. Bye now. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com 
Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Aliens with Gas, we are the extraterrestrial rock show airing every Saturday afternoon on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. <laughs> Whatever happens out and about, it kind of dictates our conversation. For sure. And we like to tie in a little bit of the past and obviously keep it real current. And real current was a couple nights ago right here in Phoenix, a phenomenon happened. On Thursday night. Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> phenomenon. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. Do, do. All right, never mind. <laughs> That's every Saturday right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. So glad you could be with us. Uh, we've got some notes from all around the world, uh, probably because we have Magic Khalif on with us today. Magic is coming to us from Abu Dhabi, where it is, what, 9.30 at night, uh, Magic, is that right? Exactly. Yeah, so thanks for staying up with us. And, uh, you know, we're having a conversation about how do you go from being sort of the peer to now you're being the boss? And so Lee Hubert and I are here in, the, in uh, Virginia, you know, uh, in our uh, facility and happy to be here. We're doing a strategic planning offsite. So I said, oh, come on down, Lee. Mm-hmm. He's always wanted to meet Magic. So uh, he's in the conversation. Absolutely. Yes. And I'm happy to be here. So Magic, before the break, we've been talking a little bit about what's it like for the, the individual. Um but, you know, there is a, this is a two-part equation. You've also got the person that's their new manager. So I'm promoted. What do I need to be doing with my manager now? The guy that, or lady that I'm reporting to, you know, what suggestions do you have for that newly promoted person on how to interact with their leader? Yeah, I, th- I think the first thing I would say is that don't assume that you'll pick it up. It's a one-line email. You've been promoted and you'll do a great job. I say put your foot strongly on the brake pad and stop things to have a proper conversation with your manager so that you understand the expectations, you agree on certain uh, work relationship that you want to set you 
set yourself up for success, but having clarity on expectations and understanding accountability is the first thing I would say a manager should do. Yeah, and Lee and I were talking about this on the break. Um, you know, one of the things that is just a struggle too is don't assume that it's just a, um, you know, the, the normal job, right? And that you just kind of moved over. This is a brand new role and you should be making sure that you get clear expectations from your leader and that you understand what matters and where should you be spending your time. Don't take that lightly. Really have that conversation and don't feel like you've got to figure it out all on your own. Too many of the folks that I've seen that promote it or come into a new company. So some people, this isn't about them being promoted. Some of us, they, they've switched cultures and so being a first-time manager in a new culture you know, what I see often is that they try too hard to figure it out and not have the conversation with the manager. So for me, it's about getting some feedback, some coaching, and getting some clear expectations from your new manager. Lee, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think you said a mouthful. Um, you know, as you know, and Majed, we, well, we do something here at Voltage Club behind the manager's closed door, and that is uh, my boss's closed door as well. We have one-on-one meetings, and it's it's excellent. It does, to, to your point, uh, Magid, about setting roles, responsibilities, and expectations. You really do want to get off the right foot. Um, and when we onboard people, when anybody's new, changing roles, changing cultures, to Jeff's point, um, you can just avoid a multitude of problems at the beginning by simply communicating forthly and uh, 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 straightforwardly at the beginning of the process. Yes, and if you allow me, I'm sorry, Jeff. No, go for it, Magic. Yeah, I just want to add something of personal interest to me. I really would like those newly promoted managers to be, quote-unquote, demanding of their manager's time, Mm. to ask for actual time of their manager, not Mm. only before the announcement or on the time of the announcement, but also during the first period in the job, because Mm -hmm. they do need clarity and re-evaluating and realigning the vision with their manager. Mm-hmm. And they also need to figure out a way to correct uh, behaviors that are not desirable. An example that I would give, as a group of, the, of former peers, we had access to the big boss and now we have a middle layer, the newly promoted manager. Mm-hmm. Naturally, the channel might seem still open to the big boss and we might overstep the newly promoted manager mm-hmm. and that's okay and on the understanding and accepting that that might happen a couple of times at the beginning but there is a conversation to be had between the newly promoted manager and his boss on how to correct this behavior how to properly set the communication channel this is one of the conversations that keep surfacing in every more in every situation i've been assigned to coach someone yeah, and Lee and I have both seen that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that we should shift the focus just a little bit to now, how do I manage the team? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in the role, you know, I'm trying to manage this new team that, uh, again, you know, maybe yesterday or a month ago or whatever, you know, they were peers or I'm coming into a new culture and I've got this whole new team. You know, what are some of the, the tools and tips that you would have us right from the get-go think about, Magic? I think the first one is do, avoid the mistake and the temptation of doing too much too soon mm-hmm. is, is a big thing for me because most managers would like to achieve that quick win, which is desirable, but I think they can fall into the trap of trying to change too many things too soon. And that is part of the conversation that you talked about being intentional. What are the great things that we want to achieve and how much is too much and how fast is too fast? 
But then I would go into the announcement or the having that initial interaction with the team to say, here is your new boss. And this is where I would include the new manager's boss in that conversation. And two more things, and we probably will go deeper on those two things later on, is the one-on-one with the direct reports. And the other one is that first big team meeting. Mm. Yeah, you know, we've covered one-on-ones in some past episodes. So why don't we talk about that first team meeting for just a moment? You know, what what are your suggestions, you know, for the first meeting or two um, when you're the new boss? You know, so I'm curious, you know, I, I've certainly helped doing a lot of assimilations and help people mm-hmm. adjust, but, you know, I know you're doing this work all the time. So what best practices and how do you coach the person that's the new manager for that first couple of team meetings? Sure. So before I go to this, I'll make a few assumptions. The assumption one is that the new role is communicated by the big boss and said, this is a newly promoted manager. The one-on-ones are done and completed in a partially effective way. Then comes that big team meeting. So what I would recommend is adding a little bit of change, even if it's the aesthetics, the format, the duration, the location. These little changes can create... Uh, can indicate a change in leadership. And sometimes many organizations welcome and embrace a social activity after that first meeting. Mm. So with that in place, I would go to that first meeting. Most managers I work with see this transition as an opportunity to create and influence the team culture and the team atmosphere. Mm -hmm. A wonderful tool that I used and I coach managers to use called Designing Team Alliance. Tell us more. And yeah, that's, that's a wonderful tool that can help managers and their teams design the environment they want to work in. And especially because there is a change, there is an opportunity for them to have a conversation about how would we like to be together as a team. Interesting. Uh, Majid, one of the things that... Um, uh, I remember as uh, kids growing up here in the States, uh, we would play uh, American football. And one of the very first lessons that we learned when we lined up opposite somebody, you know, picture of it, you know, for you folks uh, that are familiar with American football or if not envision this, you're on the football field, we call it the gridiron. And you're mm-hmm. about to make you're about to make the first contact with the opposition uh, player, the very first hit of the game and the coach has always told us that first hit that first contact sends a message and the message was one of us is going to end up on their can on their seat now now i'm not suggesting that we necessarily do that with the team um, but what I am suggesting, and I think is there's some wisdom in, is that that first contact, you said the words, uh, Magic, you're going to set some ground rules and set the, the tone and the tenor for things going forward. I think if you approach that first contact too cavalierly uh, in, a, in a casual fashion or overly casual fashion, it's probably a, a mistake. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts about that? I I agree, and I agree that there is nothing called the second impression. It's the first impression that you want to get right, and here is why the Design Team Alliance can become handy with four questions that I find very, very useful. The -hmm. first one is, how would we like to be together? And the leader or the newly promoted manager is now a facilitator of the discussion, gathering input from the team so that they all co-create together, co-create the environment that they want to set for the team. The second question is, How would we know 
that we are that that we describe for example if we are transparent open honest for example and those are admirable attributes that teams come up with generally so we'll ask the leader should ask the question how would mm-hmm. we know that we are open or honest or uh, transparent and they will come to more tactical descriptions or behaviors that will indicate that the two remaining questions that are interesting in this stage are uh, how about when things are get difficult when we disagree how will we manage ourselves what what type of conversations we want to have and the team will come up with wisdom from their uh, from their experience to design how this team will manage conflict which leads them to the last piece, which is the last question, which is how will each of us be accountable for uh, holding ourselves, com- uh, committing or, or holding ourselves accountable for what we agreed on as the team vibe or the team culture? And each person will step up and say, well, I'll remind the team um, of, for example, taking actions. I will set up those weekly meetings on the agenda. I will take some type of ownership over a certain piece that will help each other, will help us uh, maintain that team culture that we designed together. Excellent. Well, imagine that. That's just fascinating. We're, we're getting ready to come up on a break in about another minute or so. So on the other side of the break, I wanted to drill down on a couple of those questions that you just mentioned. You know, mm-hmm. how will we know um, and then how do you handle some of those difficult conversations? Because I suspect you've got some in, insight into that and uh, really important word about accountability, making sure that people understand, yeah, there's a new situation here and we're going to kindly and tactfully uh, address what needs to be addressed in manager mode. So I'd like you to be thinking about that on the other side of the break. We're getting ready to go there in about another minute. Um, One of the things that I wanted to add on to your thoughts is sometimes managers just try to do too much too soon. Um, They have it in their head that all of a sudden now I'm all things to all people. And I think there's great wisdom in your uh, earlier points about taking the time to let the uh, initial process run its course. So I'd like you to be thinking about those things as we uh, get ready to take a break. Again, you're listening to Illuminating Leadership. Uh, This is Lee Hubert uh, from Voltage Leadership. We'll see you back uh, right after the break. We'll see you in two. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. 
live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. So glad you could be with us today. I've got uh, Lee Hubert in studio and then Magic Khalif is over in the UAE joining us. So, so glad everyone could be with us today. We've been talking about how do you shift from being that peer to the boss for the first time or in a new culture. And so we're going to wrap up today's show with some tools and tips about, you know, how do you approach this and some best practices. One of the ones that that we haven't spoken to a lot is just how do you manage those horizontal relationships. And one of the things I would say there is... You know, it's about building relationships. You are now a peer where you used to be maybe a junior member in the organization. And so take time in those first 60 to 90 days to really understand the expectations of your peers. Reach across to them to say, hey, what's my area doing well? Mm-hmm. What could we improve upon? And is there one thing that you wish I would know about what, uh, how our areas interact so that we can work together more effectively? Imagine anything to add in sort of that horizontal relationship space. I would say being being uh, mindful that you are in a new position at a new level is essential and this cannot be highlighted enough that a person should act the new position rather than the previous one but there is mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, fear or anxiety with people looking like they're not being authentic as they act from the new standpoint from the new position so that's a tricky tricky situation where I think mentoring and coaching could be crucial because that newly appointed manager who's sitting on a new table now with some people who were more senior to him as an equal might not be in, might not be very comfortable asking them for feedback, asking them for advice. So he would need that platform to get this those insights. That's great. And you kind of are alluding to, what that tips for the the boss of the new manager. So I'll let you catch your breath for a second. You know, I'll, I'll start with Lee. You know, as you think about it, what tips would you offer to the boss of the, that new leader? They need to be present and they need to be present with intentionality and they need to create some uh, predictable office hours. As you know, when we onboard people or you've been in your new role as leader uh, in, in our own right, at the beginning you have questions. And, you know, we commented earlier on the first segment of today's show, on today's program, that, you know, there's going to be things that you don't know that you don't know, and you're going to find your water level. You're going to find your comfort zone. So tips for the boss of the new manager are things like 
let's establish regular communication time. We called it, you know, one-on-one, but help me help you. Help me to understand, you know, how you uh, process information. Tell me what you really need to know. Uh, Just cut to the chase and be direct. And Majid said it, you know, if you're direct and assertive and, you know, tell me what you need to know in a kind and respectful way, that's that's a beautiful thing. If you do that one thing, creating forthright communication in a predictable space, you've done very, very well as the boss of the new manager. Magic, what would you like to add to that? Uh, I would say, well done if you're that manager who promoted someone from within the team to be a team leader. Well done, good job. But also take into consideration that there is a demand on you in terms of time and in terms of presence, as Lee said, uh, to be able to Im- support, give feedback, give direction, and clarify expectations. Mm-hmm. But also be prepared that things might not go perfectly as you expect the first time. And that manager is on a learning curve. So expect imperfection and prepare for correction. Yeah, all good stuff. You know, I think one for me is, um, uh, you call it social distance and dealing with sort of the old best friends. Um, Mm. So so the tip that I would really have for for that new leader is um, you're going to have to find a new set of friends. Um, the relationships will change. That's mm-hmm. not to say that you can't have relationships with previous people, but it's just going to be different and it, it will be awkward. And the sooner you sort of learn that skill, the better you're going to be because you'll mm-hmm. have to do that throughout your career. And so it's not that you can't still go out and have a dinner, but you're probably not going to go to someone's barbecue like you did in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, go to their house for drinks and things like that. Just because next thing you know, if you're not careful, you're going to end up being sort of plain favorites. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, trying to deal with that upfront and just saying, hey, our relationship's just going to be a different place. Why don't we as a whole team go out and maybe in our one-on-ones, we can still connect a little bit and laugh about things that we laughed about in the past. Mm-hmm. My final thought to just watch out is um, when you were peers, sometimes you would talk about your bosses and you would say things. When you now are in a position of authority, it is not your job to gossip down you really shouldn't be gossiping, period, now as a leader. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be talking down about the boss that you have and the frustrations. You need to solve that with your own boss. But it'll be tempting because these are your old friends and you just talk about, can you believe what management did? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so I think that's just a watch out that I often see a new leader think that that's a way for them to connect with their old peers. And mm-hmm. I would just say that's what that really is, is a way to get your judgment questioned by your boss. What do you think yeah. about that, Magic? Uh, I I agree totally, and I think that new presence is required. But I and I would like to add two things, if you don't mind. One is for the boss of the boss, boss of the newly appointed manager, is to look for quick wins and uh, low hanging fruits and put them in front of the newly appointed manager to help them develop that sense of assurance and confidence. Mm-hmm. And the second, the second piece is to acknowledge that this newly promoted manager will not come to his boss with every challenge and every obstacle that will face him. And he would need support in terms of coaching and mentoring and maybe hiring or contracting an external or even internal coach and mentor who would be able to offer that space where the newly appointed manager can admit his mistakes, can seek uh, advice and can mm-hmm. have a thinking partner because people will hesitate to open the kimono completely with their boss. 
Excellent. And Maggie, you, may, you made me think of a couple of things. I'm coaching a couple of people right now in the southeastern part of the USA. And, you know, you mentioned expect uh, uh, imperfection. That's so true. And I'll describe it like this. Uh, you're guarding their upward mobility. First of all, there's a reason why we put this person in the increased position of responsibility. They have talents and abilities. They have, you know, tactical ability, uh, technical ability, all that kind of thing. Part of my role as the boss of the boss is to grow that person's EQ as well as their other areas of performance. So you know, Jeff said something very important just a moment ago. It's one of my uh, chief complaints, pet peeves that people will uh, publicly uh, criticize somebody else, you know, and it's not behind the closed door. It's out in the uh, mm. public for people to hear, and it's just so wrong. And my view of that is that when you put yourself in the leader chair, you abdicate, you forfeit the right to do that gossiping down that Jeff uh, was alluding to. Um, what are your thoughts about it? I, again, I think this is definitely part of the back, part of the deal that you signed up for. And when you become the manager, this is those are some of the responsibilities that you have to hold your team accountable for creating that environment. Mm-hmm. And um, something specific that I'm interested in is that that manager, uh, this best friend that Jeff talked about, having a best friend in the team, is actually hard. And I would like to show to express empathy to both people, the manager and the direct report who was a former peer and now he's a subordinate for that manager who was a best friend. Those people are both uh, in tough position. It's like being the son of the basketball coach and mm-hmm. you need to work You need to work harder than your peers so that you <laughs> justify why you're being selected. That's great, Magic. And I'm going to close on that as a son of a former basketball coach <laughs> who played for his dad. Uh, Magic, it has been a joy and an honor to have you on the show. Uh, again, this is Magic Khalif, who is an excellent coach uh, in the UAE. Uh, he works in Canada, all over the world. So uh, we will have his contact information on the website. Um, and uh, if you need a coach or a mentor, please reach out to us at Voltage Leadership as well. Happy to help you, whether you need a speaker, team building, um, just so you know, Lee and I will be back on the show in two weeks. Um, and on June 15th, our book, um, From Aha to All In, Life Lessons from an Unexpected Entrepreneur, will uh, go on sale. So look for our website for that. In the meantime, Magic, job well done. Thanks for being with us. And we look forward to connecting with everybody in, uh, next week at the same time. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast, Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.